You're listening to the Creative Joint Podcast. Fresh episodes every Wednesday. You know where networking came from, right? Networking came from immigrants. Yeah, basically that's how it started. It doesn't matter which group of folks, but when they came to the U.S., you would hunker down. So whether you were the first or the fifth or the tenth, right? Hey, Johnny's the dry cleaner, man. Go see Johnny, right? And then, and then you know, go see Mark. He's the butcher, right? And then what happens is, even if you're not getting, and then you're the cobbler, and but you're not asking for them to come back to you. It kind of just goes in a circle, and then all of a sudden you got this network of folks because you got to hunker down because you don't know anyone else. How you doing, brother? I'm doing great. Uh, thanks for having me. What a pleasure. And uh, you know what, Alonzo, you're right. It's uh, it was it's it's very similar to being made in the uh, mafia, right? Uh, and you and I spent, uh, we'll say, uh, probably a good forty hours of our time, uh, at with, least, at least, right? Uh, that's a whole week's of time, uh, yep. with thirty different folks. Yep. Got to know them. Got to share uh, a little bit about us, but also to find out how we could be of service to them. Um, and that's most important when it comes to the to any networking group, but especially this one. But here's how important that is to me. Um, if you're spending an hour with somebody uh, just to get to know them uh, with no stakes in the game, you're looking at 2.5% of someone's weekly production week. And that's extremely valuable. What is that worth? And uh, so that's, uh, that's why it was important to me. And I, I love the fact that they induct us uh, and you can't get through. Um, any other way. Any other any way, other. yeah. So there's no money involved. There's no... Is this, is this, is this your... Uh, is this your, this isn't your first rodeo. You've been part of other networking groups, correct? This is my first rodeo. It is your first rodeo. I've, so, nev- I've never networked before August of last year. <laughs> well, ne- never networked this way. We network other ways. This is yes. my first group as well. And, you know, uh, Dave Tool brought me in. He had been trying to get me in for uh, quite a bit of while. And, you know, the, the timing was right. And the first time, it was great, great energy. And I came in and... You know, I was like, oh, man, it's 730 in the morning. I got my guys going out. It's kind of I was not making excuses, but there was other reasons why it wouldn't fit. And then finally, I just said, you know what? This is I like this. I like the energy, and especially on a day like Thursday is needed. It's it's like the fourth quarter of the week, right? It's like you got your Thursday, you got Friday. You're like, okay, um, pump you up a little bit. How did you became acquainted? You know, how did you come into the group? Well, you know, I I met. I met John Esplana uh, through uh, another group, uh, and the only reason why I even uh, decided to join that other networking group is because, you know, uh, perception is reality, and, and perception to me when it comes to networking is, you know, you got, regardless of what kind of group it is, when it comes to networking, a lot of folks approach it in what's in it for me. Right. Um, it's called the WIFM, right? What's in it for me. I believe, though, that uh, you got to approach it in what's in it from me. Mm-hmm. And if you do it that way, and that's why I love, uh, I love Bang. Because when I got there, I realized it was going to require what's in it from me through 30. It's a gauntlet, right? I mean, you right. got to meet 30 folks, and you can't get one no. So that's uh, with all the different personalities and in different industries, it could be really easy to get a no. Sure. I mean, and you get halfway, and you're 20 hours into it, and you're like, sure. somebody's like, hey, Giovanni's like, you know what? Uh, Lonzo does photography as well. I don't think this is going to work out. I'm a no. Right? right. I mean, it could easily, or it's a personality thing. Like, you know, maybe somebody doesn't like your energy or whatever it is. You know, that is a lot of people to go through. And I think it's, I think it's, it's right. It's genuine. There's other, uh, 
you know, you mentioned the other networking group. So you did go to another networking group. I've been to them, yeah. but I only mm-hmm. wanted to check them out. To you see. just to check them out. Yeah, Were well, they like a BNI type or sure, is that... BNI? There's another one. I can't remember the names, but they kind of operate on the same premise, which is, hey, you pay lots of money. Um, the thing about it, though, is it's all come down comes down to trust and credibility. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's why I believe the one on ones are actually advantageous yeah. to everybody. But also. I'm investing. These folks don't know me, and they're investing time to get they, to know you. Yeah, but they have no stakes in the game, really. I mean, other than it's part of the part of the process. But if they don't like me and they just spent an hour, that's an you know that's a large portion of their week they could be producing, doing something else, sure, yeah. making money, being profitable, or whatever it is. So I I, I like the investment from both parties. Uh, the other thing is, um, I don't think personality has much to do with it when you got a group that is driven by how you can be of service to others um i always believe that if you could be of service to others and if you're doing the right thing everything else chases you right money business referrals recommendations partnerships because then they know that you're out for them and i'm sure when you met with giovanni you were trying to figure out how you could be of service to him and how you could collaborate and work together and Absolutely. not act- and cross pollinate, right? Yeah. Instead of working against each other. I had him on a podcast. Of course. Wanted to get to know him. I mean, there's no other, there's no better way to get to know somebody than spending an hour with them and genuinely asking questions, not trying to sell yourself or your services or your business. Sure. It's, it's, it's the, it's perfect reverse engineering. It's, but it's a soft sell. It's like, you know, I, I have people on and I, I get to kind of talk as well and, you know, relate as well. So people get to find out more about you either way. Sure. And if they want your services or need your services, they're going to find a way to do it there, but they want to, I believe this is true that you do business with people you like and that you trust. Sure. Right. And, um, but it's and, also has to be authentic and authentic, right? Because there's a hundred of you, but there isn't a hundred of you. There's a hundred of folks that can do exactly what you do, Alonzo, but very few, or if any, are exactly you, right? In other words, I can feel it coming out of your pores. There's passion, and, and you feel it, and it's, it's authentic. And it's the same when you talk to anybody at that band group, or they wouldn't be there. Cause, yeah. And they also redefine the way people perceive each of their industries because they're so passionate, they're experts, and they want to share, and they're allowed to, they're willing to, to listen to others and, and get feedback and, and try to improve. So that's the reason why the Bang Group works so well is because they kind of took some of the best, and then they left the rest. Right. right? right. I had a mentor say, take the best, leave the rest. What do you feel? How do you feel about the energy in the group? I mean, it's seven thirty in the morning on a Thursday, and you know, it's the, kind of the like I said, <laughs> the fourth quarter. You know, some people are a little beat up. You've gone through a few things. You know, maybe you come in a few lit minutes late, or you know, but people are just, you know, that that I feel inspired every time I walk out of there on a Thursday. And there's like, it's like, just everybody's breathing and breathing new fresh air. Sure. Right. And I think it's because it's a culture. It's also uh, kind of what Dave talked about in uh, about his. Uh, he had a culture uh, pitch the other day, and it's. Uh, I believe because the standards are so high, that it actually raises your standards. Right. Like you kind of have to actually you have to be on your game, and and re- reach up to those standards, um, or you're you're not going to get what you really want out of the out of it. Um, I think the other thing is a rising tide kind of lifts all ships. So even if you're having a kind of a rough day or a rough week, 
what happens though is because everybody gets a fair share there are no alpha males or females in the no. in the group right because everybody gets their share to be a, a speaker everybody gets a share sure. to facilitate everybody gets a share to share and and hope um uh, even if you're having a rough day, someone's going to lift you up because you've got 35 folks. Yeah. So eventually, and then, of course, the momentum builds, and then when you get there, you can't, you can't be a dud. You, yeah. you, you, you got to show up, and it's just automatic. Well, I think the biggest uh, you know, the thing where everybody tries to not outdo each other, it's more of outdoing yourself and becoming better, and it's such great practice because we've all heard of the elevator pitch and how do we do that, and you know, I remember – I couldn't sell my business in 30 seconds. I just, I didn't know, I, you know, we do this, blah, blah, blah. And you get deep into the rabbit hole and this and that. Sure. And, and, but to present yourself and who you are and, 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 and just really quick, it's just, it's all about your energy. It's really, it's not whatever you're doing. It's your energy that you bring. And so even, even now I still, it's like a nervous thing. Once, it, you know, I see like two people down the line that Kevin goes and Dave goes, you're <laughs> right. like, okay, guess it's me. Stand up and do it. And it's such great practice. So. Yeah, well, and, and think about it, though. Nobody's really trained to do 30-minute pitches. 30 seconds. I mean, 30-second pitches. I right. could do a 30-minute pitch, actually. <laughs> uh, but, it, yeah, I would lose you in the first two minutes anyway, right? But no one's really trained to do a 30-second pitch. Yeah. And what's neat about the Bang Group, though, is it's a safe place, and yet I've heard folks, after they've done their pitch or they've done their five-minute, uh, you know, uh, their five-minute talk, they're nervous, they're shaking. And I, here's what I always think. You know more than we do. This is your safe place. It's you're the expert. Place. You know way more than I do about whatever subject you're about to talk about, even if we kind of know, but you still know more. And so I'm, I'm there to get a nugget. I mean, mm -hmm. that's really it. If it's one or two nuggets, it improves my day. It improves my business. It improves my ability to, you know, um, have uh, better relationships. And you're right. It's, uh, it's also good practice because you're going to watch folks, by the way. Like I'll use Dave Tool as an example. I met him. He said he was the shyest guy on the scale of one to ten. He was a fifteen. He didn't like he didn't like doing show and tell. Right. And now that 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 guy looks like he is polished and he's been designed to do this all of his life. He's but it's but getting it's a, hired to go on conferences and speak to hundreds of people in Chicago. You know? Right, right. Like, but if you asked him fifteen, twenty five years ago or whatever, could you have done this? Would you even see yourself doing this? Right. He would say no. But it's a it's because he's got folks helping him, right? And it raises the standards and it's also a safe place and there's no judgment or indictment right. against how you do it. Um, matter of fact, uh, I've had folks give me advice on my 32nd pitch, right? Like the, after I was done and I met with the president, Mitch, he gave me some really good advice. He said, look, you know, I have no idea what you do. I said, well, it's really hard to do it in 30 seconds. It's kind of vague. And he said, well, here's what you do. Then you just pick, uh, an example every week. And give them that example, and then that will start ringing bells. So that's what I did. I just started Smart. picking different like industries. Hey, this is you know this week uh, I helped a restaurant. That's what it looks like, and then everyone knows exactly how I do it. And then maybe it's a hotel the following week. So that's smart, and and to be open to uh, you know some that's really positive criticism is is great. You know sure. because at some point in our lives maybe we would have taken that differently. But now it's like, <laughs> hey, it's t it's coming from someone or people that actually want to help and bring value to us in a way. You know, and, and it's true. I, f I feel like uh, lately you've turned a corner on your thirty second. You know it. It, it did seem a little flat and, and then with your 
um, the stories you're telling about, you know, you pick one, you pick one. And the, I think the last two or three weeks has been incredible. I've, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it. So uh, that's, that's awesome. Thanks. And I appreciate that. Well, here's the other thing. Um, what's the worst case scenario? I, I take the advice. I try it. And it doesn't work for me. Sure. Right. But you don't know what you don't know. And, and here's the thing. If we stay in our box, I mean, matter of fact, Alonzo, you said it the, a couple of weeks ago when you were doing your pitch, you said, look, you have to be open to outside of the box ideas because these folks have been around, right? You know, and, and they give you different perspective and mm -hmm. it might change actually, it might help you go 10X or 20X on your business. You know, um, I mean, that's the reason why I take the information. Uh, it's great information, doesn't mean that it'll work, but how would you know? And then here's the things, three things that I always get from information. What would I keep? What would I throw away? What would I tweak? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I took it and I said, OK, I'll keep that. I threw a couple pieces away that he advised and then I tweaked some of the things yeah. and then I gave it a shot. And it, guess what? Every single week's going to get better because, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm also failing forward, like you said. Right. Yeah. So. Well, the you know, it's funny. I was thinking about you this morning. I've been playing basketball like at uh, six thirty seven in the morning. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, pretty early. <laughs> huh? That's yeah. Pretty early. Well, I just it's I can't as much as I would like to do it in the middle of the day or in lunchtime or whatnot. And uh and there's nobody in there, which is great. Maybe there's one or two other guys, and I'm just I'm just playing with myself, playing with myself. I'm just shooting hoops and just really focusing on it, and it, it's uh, working out for a couple different reasons. One, the main one is that I am sweating and I'm yes. warming up, and it's starting my day. Right. And then the second one is that it's clearing my mind and getting ready for the day, sure. right? And so today, I've thought about this before, but today more than ever, and. I believe that basketball, basketball, I think most sports, but basketball is just like entrepreneurship or entrepreneurship is like basketball. Let me explain. So, sure, absolutely. So, I love basketball. You yeah, I know you do. That's why I want to bring it, it. I'll I was play it. Are you kidding me? I was thinking about you and Jack because Jack plays, you know? Alonzo, ball is life. <laughs> go, go <laughs> ball ahead. is life, right? Oh, so right. I think the greatest, so in different parts, but you have a team. Usually you have a goal. The goal is to win is to get baskets. Now, if you're up there and unless you're, you know, Stephen Curry, which has a lot, a lot of practice doing it. If you're just throwing threes and just throwing and throwing and throwing sure. without any focus, you're just throwing it up. How, what's the percentage of time that you're going to actually make it? Right. Right. There, it's, it's become smaller and smaller. Sure. Now, if you focus, right. When I was, and I was, I've been doing this every day and, and watching my shots pretty close to it but when I really focus and I don't have any other distractions other people sure. or when I really go through the technical part of it of sure. shooting a ball and my feet are where they should be I make it nine out of ten times sure of course there's nobody in front of me but that's, that's, that's the distraction so sure. when I will it and I'm like jumping as high as I can and I'm not being lazy or you know right. um, and the technique and the, the technique is it's nine out of ten sure right so with business it's the same way right like you the more you practice the more you like really focus uber focus on like one part of it uh and you break down because everything could be a huge problem right and, but if you break them down into smaller items then you can really tackle those and focus on those and, and win it out and so day trading attention into whatever you need to focus has been uh, a successful part of entrepreneurship for me so the basketball then so and you've, you've seen this. Guys are running down the court. It's five on five. Five, you know, guys go up. One guy just shoots it up. 
There's nobody underneath the rim. He just shoots it up, and he's like, fuck, didn't make it, right? All the other guys are running back, and he's still stuck in that mode where he's sure. almost feeling sorry for himself, which are, that's what the basic part of it is, and he lets his team down. There's four guys defending five guys, sure. right? So, you know, that happens a lot. Like, if you don't, if you don't want to be part of a team or you just kind of, you get stuck in the mode of, like, failure uh, or that, oh, I failed, and blah, 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 sure. then you're not going to come back and play defense. Right. Right? And, and it requires the whole process, not just because you're a great shooter, then you shoot and then you don't come back. Sure. Or But, like, I mean, how many times are we shooting, right, and um, you don't make it? It happens all the time. That's right? why they have percentages. No one's 100%. But the important <laughs> part of it is following through. Yes. So if you, you know, you go up for it, it doesn't come out, and you instead of standing there, you go after the ball again. Right. Your percentages go higher. Or you shoot again. Or like you, I, I always tell folks, look, man, if, if you're a good shooter, you're not going to stop being a good shooter. Mm-hmm. The only way you stop being a good shooter is if you stop shooting because yep. you feel like you missed two or three in a row, and so now you're not going to shoot. I've heard folks get on the court and go i want to stop shooting i'm like no no no. i need you to keep on shooting yeah. just shoot when you're just let the game come to you and don't overthink it because mm-hmm. you've already done this a thousand times yeah right and so you just got to trust the process but the other piece is hey uh you can also contribute the other ways play defense and rebound and sure. and get back and here's the thing though sales or entrepreneurship is like basketball or sports. It's like football too. It doesn't matter which or baseball. It doesn't matter which sport you pick. You got offense. You got defense. You got to run the ball. You got to be balanced, and you got to have your head on a swivel. Yep. You got to be ready. But most importantly, you kind of already know how the game's going to be played, right? In, yeah. in, I've been in sales a long time, and the reason why we're so successful, I mean, I got a guy that's a software engineer, and he was one of the top agents in the country. Would you ever buy insurance from a software engineer? I mean, you would never think of it. No, You're but like here's the reason why he's so good at it is because we have predictable conversations and we run processes mm-hmm. and then we use a very easy mathematical equation. And this actually works in everything you do in life and in business. Activity times skill equals results. If your skill is really poor. You just got to pour on a lot of activity. And guess what? Your skill will improve, but also it's a mathematical equation. Yeah. And then when you actually get the activity really, really high, most folks take the foot off the gas as they improve. What they need to do is they, they've already built the, the, like you said, you're going every day at six. Well, you've already got the discipline, even though you're, maybe your skill level is here mm-hmm. in the bottom. Well, if you've got that activity, if activity times skill equals results, keep the activity high as if you were broke. Yep. I used to be on broke-ass mountain, okay? <laughs> and that's because I wasn't very good, but I did lots of activity. And then when I got great... I kept the same activity as if I were very poor at it. And, of course, it increased my results by 5x, 10x, 20x. Let's repeat that. Activity time scale, pl- time scale equals, equals results. results. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You want some water? Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, man. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. I won't. I, w- I 
I won't go too far into it. Uh, the whole thing. I, I definitely want to write it down, but I just saw so many mirrored parts of it. You know, I mean, if you go up for the ball and you, you know, you, uh, somebody misses or whatever, or you miss and you go for the rebound, then you're looking for a way out or a way back in. So you're pivoting, right? You're pivoting, right. you're moving, you're passing, you're looking for different windows that might be open. And once you find that, then you hit it, yeah. right? It's the same thing in business, man. Sure. And, 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 and if you get down, if you stay down and you're like, oh, this didn't work, this one marketing thing, I put everything into it and it didn't bring any customers, sure. like, pivot. You got yeah. you got to micro adjust, adjust, and then pivot. Sure. Right? And that's how winners win. Winners don't win because they win all the time. They win because they lose on the way. Right. And then they just figure out how to uh, win during critical times and remove critical errors. It's all a process. I mean, I, I remember my conversation with Dave Toole as if it were yesterday. And he said, we talked about processes. And if it's a navigational process, it's almost impossible to fail because you just trust the process. Yep. And then you already have checks and balances in case you missed a shot, in case you, you know, uh, slip up on defense, or in case hey they stack. Let's say it's football and they stack the line in there, but you can still win. You're mm -hmm. just gonna have to make adjustments. Yeah. But you already know that that might happen, and if you're prepared for it, very little can take you off guard. Right. right. Um, the only thing that will actually destroy you is if you quit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah. Winners never quit. Well, and, and so, and this is something about winning. I mean, when you're making shots and you're building that, that confidence within you, sure. it's funny how more shots go in as you keep going. Of course. Right? You're just, you're just in that, you're just in that mood and you're just in that, you know, that, that perfect you're everything you're jumping perfectly you're above the you know above sure. the rim you're hitting it from everywhere right it's just perfect yeah the game but slows down it right? slows down completely so it's the same thing on that you know and of course and and everybody feels it right and when somebody or anybody just gets down you know um maybe the mood is down or something happened it that affects it negatively as well sure so, well and here's the thing when you're down though you, what you have to go back is into your kind of your business soul, if you will, and just remember you've done this a thousand yeah, times. Your processes. Yeah, you've done you've done it a thousand times. Maybe you're just having a bad day. It's a bad week. You just got to take a look at it and go, okay, well, let's reassess, reverse engineer it. Um, what do I got to keep? What do I got to tweak? And what do I got to throw away? Right. Mm -hmm. But you've done it a yep. thousand times, and you've been here before. So just because you're missing doesn't mean you're going to miss forever. Yep. And that's how you also break a streak. So momentum goes both ways. Mm -hmm. But think about uh, what you said, negativity or someone's, um, if, they show, if they show defeat on their face or in their speech, a lot of folks won't actually help rescue you. Will help. Won't. Won't, yeah. They will only rescue you if you understand that you're in a bad situation, but you want to be helped out of that situation and you want to be a part of your own rescue. I, I used to have a, a guy on my team, he, he reported to me, but he used to say, Will... Uh, no one's ever going to uh, be rescued if they don't want to be a part of their own rescue. So you can go try to fix all their problems, but if they're not open to it and they stay in that funk, well, then guess what? Yeah. It won't matter, right? They're not not—they're not a part of the of the solution. 100%. I mean, whether you're, you know, uh, that goes for a lot of different things in life. I mean, sure. you know, relationships or, you know, alcoholism and drugs or all that. Like, Absolutely. you can only push somebody so much. You're like, okay, yeah, you're going to AA, but if that person really doesn't 
I'm just going to go through the because a judge told me I should go to this and or sure. I need to. <laughs> sure, I'll do it just to go through it and that's it. But you you have to on, on the inside really want it. Yeah, right? But at some point, if you're their teammate or you're their friend or you're their spouse, you're going to say, look, you know what? I'm done. I, yeah. I, it's just like beating my head against the wall unless you're open to it. And then we'll negotiate and how we get there. And that's the reason why team culture is important, right? Mm -hmm. Teammates uh, lifting each other, um, you know, lifting each other's standards. And I think that's why the, it comes back to the band group, which is the standards. I believe when I walk in, the standards are extremely high because we're talking about 35 different experts that had to go through the gauntlet to be approved, yep. which means they're really good at their job, good at their profession, but they're also good at the people part of the business. They followed through. Yeah. Like and they're, they're also good at the people business, the, the right? People. They're, yeah. they're good with people or yeah. they wouldn't have been accepted. And everybody's got different personalities there. You can attest to that. Oh, absolutely, man. Right? But, I mean, just this book I'm reading, the it's How to Win Friends and Influence People. The only book you need to lead you to success. Uh, this has been 80 years in, in print by uh, Dale Carnegie. And, you know, just seeing the cover of this book, just I was like, the only book you need to lead you to success. I mean, it was just such a, it, the cover definitely made me want to walk away from it. You know, that kind of sure. uh, style, but it, it's, it's been, it's, it, I'm like halfway through it, but it's, it's been incredible. And it's just about that. It's the, having that emotional IQ to be able to okay. deal with people like that's huge. That that's more impactful than, uh, and more valuable than technical stuff. I sure. can teach people how to do that, but you can't you can. teach people how to uh, how to you know take a fall and get up and or uh, how to be positive or just be less egocentric. I mean, you can't you can't teach work ethic. No, definitely not. And so that's the reason why there's also no natural salespeople, and that's why uh, there's no personality that is better for sales than than the other. Um, matter of fact, I've got when I was running a very large team. I had folks that were all different introverts, extroverts, all different personalities, and they all flourished because they trust the process and they ran the process based on their own personality, right? Yeah. But, you know, uh, um, yeah, I mean, and here's the, here's the funny thing that you said, the emotional IQ. It was so weird that you just said that. On Sunday, I was watching uh, something on the Oprah Network with Oprah, and she had... Uh, Oprah! Yeah, yeah. So she had this this gentleman on who wrote a book about EQ, which is emotional IQ. Mm -hmm. And he says, that's more important, by the way, than IQ will ever be. And this is how they figured it out. They asked folks, would you follow the smartest guy and your valedictorian from high school? Would you let them lead you wherever? And only 3% of folks said they would. Would you follow the person, by the way, that's got their heart and soul, has got an amazing internal story, has been there, has been through the grind, and is about people, and they've got um, compassionate leadership, servant leadership, would you follow those folks? 99% of folks said they'd follow that person, mm -hmm. regardless of the personality. So you're right. Emotional IQ is way more powerful than a regular IQ. And I'm not saying that you don't know your stuff, but we all know our stuff. Yeah. Right. But you've heard that phrase, right? Um, nobody cares what you know until they know how much you care absolutely right well i mean i do business with people that i want to and we have fired clients it's like if it doesn't work out right it's like you know i 
got into business not to be a slave for the man you know i wanted to do my own thing and be happy and have people around me you know your inner circle and once you start um really focusing on your the people around you and what you know you you keep what's good and you tweak you know what you can and what, and what you want to keep and then uh what was the last one you, you the, either uh get rid of it yep. you uh keep it or you tweak it or you tweak it yeah. there's always one of the three right yeah. um so let me ask you a question about that because you know when you're in business and you're starting the american dream by the way is to own your own business right sure especially for me uh, i'm a first generation immigrant so to own a business is kind of a a blessing and a privilege that makes to me. two of us brother Cheers. first first generation first generation i love it um so you know and that's the american dream but also when you're starting a business i think a lot of folks feel that they got to go chase the business um that takes a lot of discipline and integrity within your own thinking to fire a client how'd you get to that point over time you know uh, there's been times where, you know, it made sense. And then it came to the point where, hey, this is not a mutual relationship anymore. And that's the way that I feel it should be. Uh, some of the things that I say every single day in here is we, it, it's 90% true, but it, it keeps us going is uh, we are only good as our last project. So okay. to me, that tells all of us that we need to do better. And it's not like, oh, we can never top you, you know, it's keep topping, keep, keep doing better. It's not like that. It's just, it's just in that mode of, Hey, can we tweak something? Can sure. we, should we get rid of something? Uh, should we, this works This key, you know, uh, did you see this in a movie? How can we do this on our budget or, you know, within our team? Or is there a point of view we haven't, there's a point of view that we haven't at, touched. Right, right. Exactly. Or perspective we need, you know, working with companies, as long as we have, we're working with, uh, you know, Dave tool has been over two years a mechanic every single week for the last two years right. and to create fresh content you know it's a work in progress sure. right we sit here we evaluate our work whether it's in design or videos or photography like how can we make it better how we how can we make it fresher you know how can sure. we bring in other elements what can we do to make it better so i think it's always it's a good time for reflection to be able to do that. Kaja Plumbing, we're going through the same thing. Innovative Mechanical, we've been with them for four years. An HVAC company. Imagine wow. an HVAC company wanting or being open to doing video work or n utilizing new media and Facebook for the last four years and seeing there's a value. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep paying you guys every month. Sure. But, but you would fire a client even if they kept on paying you if it wasn't symbiotic, I'm assuming. A fire, yeah, no, it's happened where it's like it's been a decision where, you know what, we're going away from what, it's a dance. For me, it's a dance. So what sure. we're doing here, everyone here is an artist, but we're all doing it within a framework of Visual Street style, number one, and sure. two, what the collaboration with the client uh, needs. Because sure. we can do fire, we can throw off all the fireworks in the world and make it look pretty and all this, you know, but... The reality is if it's not telling the story that the client feels attached to or their story or or representing them the way we want to or they sure. want to be represented, then we're not doing our job. Well, right? that's one. But then the other side of it is also you don't want to break the integrity of your of your mission statement, your product, your process, the quality. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and so there are times where folks will probably say, hey, look, you know, this is what I want, but, I, you know, I want it this way and of course you're going to always try to accommodate them but i'm assuming 
there's times where it's going to cross the line of breaking your promise sure because you have high standards right and and you don't want to break that integrity just so you can have a client so you can make money because that money won't chase you for very long anyway right no no and yeah, I've, i learned that early in my career it's been three and a half years since i've had a business about two years since i've had help right and I just know that if I just go and chase the money, then I'm not doing anybody any favors. And then we're doing stuff that's, you know, not below us, but we know we can do better no matter what. I, I had to do this this last week. I had a phone call and they wanted us to film something in a certain way. And I know what they wanted and I know the best. And, you know, if I know the best way to get there. And so I said, hey, this is the way we, you know, we, I'd like to do it. I, I think it's important to not half-ass it, basically. Yeah, dilute it, right? You know, dilute it, and, and I feel like it's going to be more of a value to you instead of just doing it, and then let's see what happens. You know, and they were like, well, without even hearing any kind of budget, or we, I, I don't talk about budget until, like, our second meeting. You know what I mean? Sure. We it's put a proposal together. Right? Sure, exactly. Sure. So I want to hear about the project, and then I'll assess how much time it's going to take. Of course. Uh, so, you know, she was really concerned about the budget over, over everything. And I said, why do you want to do these videos? Why do you want to do you want to do a, a three-video series? Like, you just want to do something because video is the hot topic and you should be doing it? Or do you want to actually, like, do you want to throw money away or do you want to do it right? Make an you impact, know? right? Make an impact. Yeah, there's got to be an end result that you, an end game if you're going to do video, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can do it with anybody, but I if you're going to do it with us, right? I, I with asked her company, directly. I said, hey, why don't you just do it with your iPhone? Right. <laughs> like, and that'll like, cost well, you way less and we'll, give you the same impact. Exactly, of what you want and of what you're going to get. And she's like, well, you know, uh, the quality. I'm like, actually, the quality of an iPhone it's pretty money. It's HD. It's good. I'll show you exactly how, you know, tell you how to do it, put it on a stand and that's it. Sure. But the way I wanted to do it is right, you know, and she wanted, we were, for example, we were talking about B-roll and adding whatever you're talking about. I want to show it. And she's like, no, 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 we don't have uh, the budget for that. I'm like, so we're going to cut people up of what they say. And it's going to look, it's not going to look authentic because that's not exactly what they said. All right. Right. So, anyways, uh, yeah, that's a moment where I was like, the integrity of what uh, someone yeah. needs. And I could have said like, yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it here, sure. here, five, but, ten grand, whatever it is, we're gonna do it. But that's not on your mission statement. Nope. I'm assuming that's not part of your motto or your no. your credo, right? Definitely not. So <laughs> we we are. I'm very grateful that we get to pick and choose who we really want to work with, and the onboarding, you know, uh, or getting to the onboarding really takes takes a little time i've been talking to dr scott for you know sure. four months now you know right. and and i've never said any kind of sales like i just listen sure. what, you know and whenever you're ready i'm here man you know well so. and, and I, I i gotta give you a lot of kudos and respect because i mean i've owned my business you know this business for two years and my athlete business for 15 years and uh I, I, that is really one of the hardest things to do is to forego profit or profitability or money uh, for the sake of, you know, uh, your process and the integrity and sticking to your to your guns. Uh, yeah. Tough to do. That's a, a much respect. And, oh, uh, it is. And I actually, you know what? All entre entrepreneurs can take that lesson, and that is when you're in business, you don't have to do business with everybody. And, of course, by the way, they don't have to do business with you. It is a dance. Mm -hmm. And it should become a negotiation Yep. Right. In other words, you assess what they need. 
they assess how you can do it, and then you all start negotiating to a central point, and then either you agree or you don't. Uh, and, I, and I like the fact that you, you've stated that. Uh, it's, it's an absolute collaboration. It's a dance. I believe in it full. Like sure. you have to be engaged. It's not like, oh, cool. Now we have this guy who's doing our social media videos, photography, all, you know, everything that we do. Uh, cool. I can just set it and forget it. Sure. Nope. Well, no. and, I, and I like the fact that you're, you're out for me and you're actually, you know, doing the dance with me. Cause by the way, I've never done video, but here's what I did find out from a very good mentor of mine told me that, um, the way you get out to people today is different than the way you used to get out to people in the past. And right. And you think about it, uh, 99% of folks will click a video if it makes sense. Sure. Right. Uh, like 80% of folks will, or 85% of folks will open a text message right. from someone they don't know, but only maybe 5% of folks will open up an email from someone they don't know. Sure. Right. And so I think that's why it's important to stick to your guns because, and it needs to be done right, because if I'm going to do it and I want the most impact, and I know 99% of folks will, then it needs to be classy, ready to go, right, on point, fresh, and that'll do it, right? Or why even do it? Exactly. Just, just stay put I, as, as a business owner, this <laughs> is the reason why I really, I, when I started in uh, this video game, I worked for another company. We did a lot of weddings. We did music videos. We did stuff for, you know, artists and stuff like that. And yes, they see the value in it. But a lot of the times it's like, it's a wedding. So it's like the perfect day, the, the greatest day of my life. You know, your daughter just got married, right? Yeah, it was awesome. Congratulations Thank to you. her. But it's like, it's, um, it's a whole different world. I feel like for business owners, they only hire us if they see a value and they and they continue to retain us because we keep providing value so i know that dance stops if we don't do that so it keeps us on even um uh keel just to keep it going so i love that i mean you know we have to as business owners we have to look at it as a business and have the tough conversations whether you want to hear it or not sure. and that i think that's the way I've been able to grow the most and listening to mentors uh, like Dave uh, tool or, you know, uh, Gino Kacha or, you know, speaking to Kelly and Dr. Scott, like we all have the same things that you would never think these people have, you know, and sure. whether you have one shop or 14 shops or, you know, one employee or a hundred Mitch, I think he told me he had like a hundred and something employees. I was like, man, all right. Yep. Like, you wouldn't know, you know it though, if you met him. Nope. Nope. But uh, you know, yeah, and he's uh, he's been around. And he's uh, he knows, but he knows his business. He knows yeah. that that expertise. And you can tell that he's passionate about it and compassionate, especially in the business that he's in. Sure. You know, and for me, you know, at first, uh, I, I just I never I never really tripped out about like the referral thing. It, like if it happens, it's great. I I think I believe that what we do can help any entrepreneur, and you know, in sure. one way or another. Uh, I do obviously video is the first thing that we do, and uh, obviously we're video centric. But there's other platforms. I believe long form, uh, like podcasts, are great. Sure, podcasts have been excellent. The audio audio game is gonna step up. Uh, Alexa, for example, and Google and all that. I I listen to it all the time. I do. Hey, uh, you know, Alexa, like give me my rundown, and it'll give me podcast that i'm listening to or news of the day oh, or really? whatever it is it's pretty incredible wow uh for example notifications you were talking about text notifications uh with an iphone and you're connected to your apple watch uh anatomy nerd um 
Vanessa, right. uh, who's in the group, I get notifications and it, there's like, um, she does these like one minute breathers kind of deal. And it's like a little reminder, like stand up, breathe, blah, Top blah, blah. of mind, right? Top of mind. It's sure. incredible. And it's, she's not like selling me on the product, but it's like coming in. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I want a little bit more. I want to see what else she's got. Maybe I'll take her, you know, her stand up uh, paddle, paddle boarding, boarding right? class, sure. you know? And so I think sales have changed and the way you put out has changed forever. And I don't know it, maybe it in other industries it does, but like the whole, like, Oh, you know what? Here's $10 off. Sure. Come, come and see me. Right. What do you, how do you feel about that? Is that still working or is that cheap or? Uh, well, here's the thing about it. Right. And so, uh, you know, when, when I was with Aflac, we, 90% of our business came from door knocking. Door maybe, to door. Maybe 95%. We were amazing. That is cold calling as it comes. I've done that. I've sold magazines. Yeah, but we were, we were, we were amazing. And, but we also knew what the conversations needed to sound like, what the predictable conversations were. You know, as soon as you say Aflac, people say, oh, I already have insurance. Yeah, I'm good to go. So we already knew what the wording was going to be, and, it, and it's really easy to navigate that, right? So um, uh, what was the question again? So when did you know that you wanted to become a Jehovah Witness? I didn't want to be a Jehovah Witness, man. Oh, the $10 <laughs> off. So, You're knocking on doors, but uh, yeah, yeah, $10 off. Yeah, so here's off. the thing, though. If, if I were in front of you and – so like that lady that said, hey, I, I really want this, and it's really about price – then I would just ask her the, these three things. If you had a choice between quality, service, and price, wh which one would you give up? What, what did she say? Well, I don't know. But most folks, if they say they're willing to give up uh, to get the cheapest price, right. well, then they're going to have to give up probably quality or service. And most folks won't. Right. And if they say that is the way, like, I'll give up service. Fair enough. And then you break your TV Call the 1-800-CARUSEL, right? It's called the Carousel from Hell. You know, <laughs> hit number 27 if you need whatever it is, and then someone gets on. Good luck. And then it takes you eight weeks, and you could have easily got the service that you needed for just a little bit more if you had just been patient enough to sit down with the expert, right? like an Alonzo, and say, okay, so show me the process, and then we can decide if the price fits the sure. quality and service. And you're going to give them the best price for the – quality and service i would rather pay a little bit more yeah this is what i've learned in my 50s now then you know if it's a toothbrush i probably don't care about quality and service probably because i can always replace it for another two dollars sure but if it's something really important that's going to impact a uh, long-term or short-term effect i'm always going to give up price Absolutely. every single time every single time and any, every, anyone that says any differently all you have to do is just propose it to them so all right, let's, let's talk about quality. So if you want the cheapest TV and then that thing breaks within a couple of weeks or in a year. What's the use? Well, then, then you're just going to have to replace it at the same rate. But, or you could have just paid a little extra to make sure that the quality is at yep. 100%. Or if it's service, same thing. And you've heard folks say it. They come back and, or, you know, the do-it-yourselves, right? Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna go put this roof on myself. Well, yeah, you can't. Good luck. Well, I'm I, just gonna watch a YouTube video. <laughs> sure, and you know what? There are folks that have done it, but there's also folks that have come back to the person that gave them the proposal, and then they ended up having to pay twice the cost when they could have just done it sure. right the first time. Yep. So that's kind of why, um, you know, hey, here's ten dollars off. I mean, I told you I was gonna talk about perception as reality. If I told someone before I even know what their needs are that uh, I'm a perfect fit for them, 
I don't even know if it is, but here's $10 off and you should be my customer. Then that's really what we're talking about. You should be my customer or you should be my client. The only way you can be my client is if I understand truly what your challenges are, what your needs are, what your end game, and then we reverse engineer. We're exactly the same. And everybody in Bang, by the way, is exactly the same as that. I believe that they reverse engineer, like Lauren, right? And I can't say the word. She's an esthetician. Esthetician. Yeah, I can't say the word. So. <laughs> but Esthetician. Uh, yeah, so I had a great meeting with her. And what I realized was she def redefined the way those folks do business. She reverse engineers and has a consultation and finds out what the end game is, but also all the emotional things about skin and, and what that has done for that person. Such so a that, touchy subject. You know, oh, absolutely. With, it's a person, very personal. Sure, and, and most folks buy with emotion and then you can validate with logic, right? Sure. Unless you're an engineer. And then you, you <laughs> buy with uh, logic and you uh, validate with logic. But when she gave me that, uh, that information, I thought, you know what? Now I get it. Now I get why someone would want to sit down with you right. and really like have a discussion that's emotional. And then you're going to start putting like, you know, logic with that solution. Right. And then the people are going to go, okay, this makes sense. And then that becomes your client, not a customer. You're not going to give them $50 off just because you need customers. Sure. Right? So that brings up a good point. I mean, does that cheapen your quality of your product and or service? if you go money first, right? It's like, here, right away, here, judge us that we're gonna, it's gonna be cheaper. Well, okay, so first of all, cheap. If I say cheap, what do you think? Uh, it's gonna break very Cheap soon. is cheaper. So yeah, I mean, cost effective is different right. than cheap, right? And we're all professionals, so if I can give you the best product with the best quality, best service for the most fair price, that's yep. better than cheap, right? Guaranteed. The other thing is if you ever lead with money, then you can also be taken over with money. The next guy is like, you know what? I'll give you $25 coupon. Of course. And then so that's the reason why a lot of folks lose battles when it comes to money. By the way, Affleck was not the cheapest. Not mm -hmm. even close. And yet we never lost to our competitors too often. Because I never actually started with price. They go, well, can you just send me a brochure with some rates and then I'll see if my employees will do it. Mm -hmm. I said, well, you can do that, but then you might as well just go with the competitor. Matter of fact, I'll give you the number of the guy. He's a good friend of mine. He'll be able to take care of you if you're looking for the best price. They have the best commercials. Half-Life's pretty, got pretty cool commercials, too. But, you <laughs> know, when someone says, hey, give me the best price, I'm like, if that's what you're looking for, then you're really looking for the cheapest price. Right. Cool. I got someone. I'll even put you in touch with them. They will satisfy your needs. Or... We can decide why do you want to put in voluntary benefits? What is it that you're challenged with? How do you, is it attraction and retention of your employees? Is it because it's cost prohibitive to put in benefits? Is it because whatever it is, we can fix it mm -hmm. if we understand what the problem is. Right. And so I've always gone under this whole deal. If this, then this, if this, then this, or stay put. But you'll know, you'll know after we're done in about five or 10 minutes, why you're staying put right or why you're picking us or why you're picking someone else and you won't hurt my feelings we'll shake hands you're good to know i'm good to know that's a huge value and man we'll move on. i mean you know it's sitting down with people and getting to know them i mean you could you could sell me fucking ice cream yeah. and i'd be like you know what all right i'm gonna give it a try because you presented a 
of the different flavors and you know the ones that are going to melt differently and sure uh you know or it could be brakes on a car it's i think that's a huge value that a lot of people uh in the marketing world or salesmen um kind of miss out you know it's like that quick like hey buy right now because tomorrow's not gonna be the same and you're pushy 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 sure like that's not the, uh, the I've, that's what I've never wanted to be like, you know? I've always done it that way, but you know who actually uh, confirmed it for me with the right wording? And that's John Esplata. He told me one day that uh, when he sit down, sits down with his prospective buyers or sellers, he always says, you know, I want to give you information so that you understand that staying put is a sound strategy after we're done. Right. And or this is the, you know... You might want to go with a reverse mortgage or you might want to go with refinancing or whatever it is that you're offering. All you're doing is showing them expertise and then you're helping them navigate through whichever this, uh, bucket that they choose. Mm-hmm. And the only other thing that I will, I will say is I never do advice, opinions, or politics when I do sales or marketing to anybody. It's, they don't care what you think. Right. I believe you should do this. Right. They don't really care what you believe. What you can show them is what we have found in the past based on your challenge that works best is this, what we found in the past or, you know, what a client you know, a client came up with the same and you know what, it's very similar. This is what I would suggest, but this is not, but I don't even do suggestions. I just walk them through the path. Hey, if this is what you want. This is the process. This is what it requires and this is the work and these are the man hours. And this is what it's going to cost, and this is what you should expect from me, and this is what I should expect from you. Right. You know what's funny? I've had very few people get upset <laughs> in that process because I'm transparent up front. Yeah. And I even tell them, you can disqualify me. Actually, that's my job, to help you disqualify me in the next five minutes. Or you can, you, we can see if this conversation warrants a deeper dive. Right. Fair enough. We'll stay friends. So, you know, I, at first, I, you know, I, I didn't understand what your business was and and. You know, but give us a little background. Like you, you know, Affleck for so many years and, and uh, finding success there and then pivoting and doing, you know, uh, another business that was also helping people and companies. How did you go about getting into your current business? And, you know, tell me a little bit about that and give us the infomercial now that you've been practicing. Yeah, man. Well, give well us a story. So, you know, I, I started Affleck in 2002. Uh, I had a really good job. Um, and I didn't have that job. 9-11 happened, and then I ended up uh, basically um, broke-ass mountain. Okay, Everyone's been there. Well, not everyone's been there, but I've been there. Yep. Matter of fact, I was the mayor of broke-ass mountain. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so I lost basically everything, and then I was looking for an opportunity, and I couldn't find one that would allow me the same opportunity to make the same kind of money and, and the, you know, the same kind of outreach. So uh, I had insurance folks call me. And uh, I said, I don't want to do insurance. It sounds scummy. Yeah. But that's perception, right? Perception. And then Affleck called me and I said, well, you know what? I'll go check it out. I'm going to go practice for the, uh, my interview for my real job that I really want. And then after I was done, I got to own my own business, make money, own it, not have to work for the man, right? Uh, progress at the rate that I needed to. And it'll really help people. I mean, my mom and dad both had cancer. And the guy showed me a cancer policy. I said, why would I need a cancer policy? I already have health insurance. Mm-hmm. And he says, look, if you, your spouse, or your children ever get cancer, would you go to work or would you not go to work? I said, well, I wouldn't want to go to work. He goes, well, who pays you when you don't? Half I pays you cash, even if your insurance covers all your health bills. I said, you know what? I could do that. Mm-hmm. And then he says, you're going to meet with business owners, 
and help them attract and retain and offer benefits at no cost and increase their profit. I said, I could do that too. And then we did. And I was rookie of the year. I had my car repossessed out of the Alpha parking lot, actually. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah, two weeks into my business, I didn't have a car. And I was just dating my current wife. And she still kept me, so that's funny. But uh, for a whole entire year, I I just went out and hit the streets and did it the hard way. So that's where the activity time skill equals results. And then I progressed. And so we'll fast forward. I was helping business owners do better for less or for nothing. We're even increasing their profit and helping them attract and retain employees. When it was really challenged to offer benefits, right? Mm -hmm. So I've got... Uh, you know, I, I built up a really good business. I've got really good friends from, from it, and, and Affly taught me a lot. And I decided to go less product and carrier-centric. And I wanted to really go business-centric. Got it. Think about it, right? Every small, medium, even large-sized business, mom and pop, and they're challenged in every single way. Yep. Okay, so this is how I kind of arrived to this. But they're challenged in every way. Think about it. There's a new mandate for minimum wage increase, right? you got a mandate in taxes. you got... You know, uh, profit margins are shrinking, cost of goods, cost of delivery, cost of people, cost of everything goes up, right? So it kind of increases the gap. Even if you had the greatest year ever, you're sometimes in a deficit. So I started thinking, okay, well, I want to come find a business that I can actually open or run, kind of similar to the AFLAB business, where I would be able to meet with business owners and help them with some of their business challenges, and I found this company in Michigan called Stride, where they do basically what they help business owners and commercial property owners do is realize large, specialized tax incentives and expense reduction that they're not aware of. They're entitled to the money, mm-hmm. and it would otherwise go unclaimed. I said, okay, well, uh, tell me more. And then they do it on a contingency basis with no risk or obligation or upfront cost. So it's a no-lose, potentially a win-win-win situation, right? Hear you out, do a little assessment. If, if I sure. feel like it's still not going to happen, I'm, you know. You're going to know? No harm. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll let you know before you probably let me know. But yeah. either way, we'll disqualify each other if it isn't a fit. Mm-hmm. But the good news also is that this is not a competition. I'm not a insurance broker, tax broker, tax CPA, tax attorney, uh, work comp uh, merchant. I'm none of the professionals that currently serve anyone's business. I'm, but you do work with them. I work with them. Yes. So what I don't do is I don't go in and say, you know, and a lot of sales folks do this anyway. I'm better. We're great. We're amazing. Let me show you why this guy's messing up or this lady isn't really that good or we got a better price or whatever it is. I'm like, look, if you love them or you hate them or you're indifferent about whoever, whomever is serving you, I am the one company that you need, and here's why. Literally, I'm a watchdog for your business with no stakes in the game. Because we don't make money unless we find you money. Mm-hmm. And when we reveal the savings at absolutely no cost, risk, or obligation, you get, to con- you get to join up with your partners, your professionals, your CPAs, and they will give you the final blessing. If it's a good strategy, okay strategy, or no strategy. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense to do certain things, right? I mean, sure. it's like it's you know the tax incentives. Maybe you get some on the front end, or you can get them a little bit more later. Or maybe. you know, it's maybe. Yeah, and here's right? the thing, though. I don't know that because we're not tax accountants or advisors. We run the studies, the audits, and the analysis on the IRS 
on the work comp carrier, on the credit card merchant, on the county assessor's office, or whatever component it is, and we reveal the savings with no stakes in the game. So if they say, look, you know what? My CPA says it's it's not really, it's a good idea, but not a sound strategy in my situation. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Guess how much it costs you to get there? Zero. Right. Matter of fact, I'll send you a bill for 10% of zero. I'll even put late <laughs> charges on it. Okay. So tell me this, though. So if you're talking about the type of industry that you are in, because the type of industry you're serving is... Um, businesses right? and, commercial, so, property and commercial property owners i mean uh, you know we've talked about this before restaurants are huge sure right? that's there's a lot of uh new hires right sure. and turnovers and you know so there's a lot of incentives at that place hiring um you know uh, veterans for example hiring sure. uh, you know, 16 to 25 year olds uh, mm-hmm. there's a tax credit to if you hire someone that's disabled um like my local safeway some of the baggers are disabled. Mm-hmm. There's a tax credit if you hire that person, but you got to know before you hire them. Mm-hmm. And if you don't go get that money, you forsake it. Is there a time limit on this? Yes. There is. It's a very Most. small window to get it. And our company takes care of the technology and the seamless administration so that it doesn't actually put the burden on HR to do mundane manual work, especially if you've got lots of employees coming in and out. It's a really simple process, but I'll give you an example. So I've got a, a business owner that, um, matter of fact, I just met him. Uh, he just started a brewery slash pizza joint in downtown Los Altos. He's a potential client. I was and, just in Los Altos right now. Yeah, and we just met. Really nice folks. Um, great beer, great food, and they've been around about maybe nine months. And they hi- they're going to hire probably 12 people every year. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pretty stable business, but one a month. Right, because of the insurance, uh, because of the um, restaurant industry, there's an there's savings of about an average of two grand per new hire. That's twenty four thousand dollars they will forsake if they just don't sit down and figure out how to flip the switch. They're gonna hire twelve more people next year, mm-hmm. and they'll probably forsake twenty four grand. The IRS will never come back with a guy or a lady in a suit and say, "Hey, you missed it." Hey, you know what? I'm your account manager. You forgot your twenty five G's. It doesn't work that way. No. But I'm a watchdog. See, so I come in and we take a look to see if it's even viable. And if it is, let's go take a look and see how that's going to, you know, put money back in your pocket. I've got another client that hired 33 people at a brand new location out of 69 candidates. They had $104,000 in tax credits in the first month. They probably hire about 50 people a year anyway. Every year they hire 50 people. It's like Groundhog's Day, right, or Groundhog's yeah. Year. 50 people every year. It's their process. It is what it is, right? And they're bypassing 100 grand. Mm-hmm. Let's use some quick mathematics. Alonzo, if you're, in a, yeah. Yeah, if you're in a gross profit margin of, a, of 10%, and I just found you 100 grand, I just saved you a million dollars of production. Yes. Why wouldn't you at least take a look at it? Yeah. Right. And so that's what we do. It isn't really the product or the the delivery or the mechanism. It's really more. Um, that's what I love about it. It's a holistic approach. Uh, we can also help them with credit card and work comp audits. Uh, give you an example. Seventy percent of business owners are being overcharged by the work comp carrier and or their credit card merchant. It's not because it's egregious. 
it's just usually errors or processing fees or whatever. What's that average again? About 70% are being overcharged. And 100% of business owners are overcharged by their utilities and gas. And I can do a utilities gas audit at no charge. I can do a work comp audit at no charge. And I can do a credit card audit at no charge. And I don't replace anybody that currently serves them. I'm just running an audit on the actual carrier, which keeps them honest. Mm-hmm. So Alonzo, if you were my client and you said, look, I really love my credit card folks. I think we're good. <laughs> said no one ever. Well, that's okay. But Actually, folks do say it. And you they love their credit card folks? Well, maybe, right? So here's what I was saying. Here's the thing. If it was zero, would you want someone to confirm it if they had no stakes in the game at no cost? Mm-hmm. And if there was money on the table, would you want to know about it? Absolutely. Okay. Once we know about it and you decide to move forward, can we share a preordained percentage of the savings? Mm-hmm. You'll know before we even go. You'll know exactly what you're going to get, and then you'll pay a percentage. Um, so let's say we find you nothing. Can I audit them again next year? Because maybe, maybe they'll mail it in next year. Who knows? But can I be your watchdog for your business and major components? And then you go focus on the business that you're currently in, which is the visual business, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds like a, it sounds like a no-brainer. Well, you would think so, but you know, my mom says you can't fix crazy, stupid, or unwilling. So, <laughs> unwilling, unwilling. You know, right? yeah, you absolutely. Just, you you got to. It, it takes open mindedness. Open mindedness. Right. You know, and and tell me, so why would someone? What are some of the reasons that you get for people not wanting to go through with it all the way? That's the best question today, actually. Uh, and you know, it's funny. That's how I uh, operate in sales. I. I want to know the reasons why they wouldn't, not the reasons why they would. We all can figure out why they would. Why they wouldn't? Okay, well, first of all, the, the, one of the gentlemen yesterday um, said, uh, I pay my CPA to do this. I'm sorry, I pay my CPA to do this, right? You do. You pay your CPA to actually handle your taxes, right, and come up with um, filings and everything. And some, some CPAs are very proactive, but they do everything mostly based on the form, this is different. These are engineer-based studies. These are audits and those kind of types of deals. And the CPA is still going to file your taxes. We're just going to run the data. And it's audit defensible. We've never had a declination in the, by the IRS in 19 years in business. Hmm. And we run everything against audit defense guidelines, so we take it from the end and work backwards. If there is anything that's not kosher, we, we kick it out and we don't even present it. And then we put an audit defense guarantee on top of it. I said, that's the reason why we work great with CPAs. See, we give you the data so that your CPA can make the right filings based on your situation. Mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why they won't do it. Second reason is because um, sometimes they just can't get out of their own way. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that you happens. firing a client, right? Um, I'm not there to convince them. I just want to show them the uh, um, a different way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. But the guy that owns the five restaurants where we saved him hundred four grand. He's willing to refer me to everybody he knows, and he knows a lot of folks in the restaurant. And the reason why he's done it is because I showed him proof positive. And I said, look, don't even refer me to anybody until I'm done. He said, oh, I got some folks. I said, wait until I'm done. Mm-hmm. I want to prove to you that it's exactly what I promised. And if it is anything short of it, don't do it. Don't yep. refer me. I don't need the business. I want to help folks just like I'm helping you. Right, and they're gonna to want to talk to me. Um, so we help them a bunch of different ways. There's a couple other reasons why. Uh, sometimes it's a timing issue, but there's really no urgency. So I would sit down with someone and say, "Hey, look, 
there's really no urgency unless you make it urgent. Yep. Like if you want to know or right away. Right. Like so, or if it, if if it's right around tax time, sure. But the good news about it is let's have the discussion so that you can proactively figure out if this is a fit, no fit, stay put, whatever it is. Um and then uh we move on. And then they can also do it in a la carte bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. Some things are a little bit more urgent than others. And we allow them to kind of tell us what works. And I work within the confines of what they need. So so generally, what's the timing? What's what's the timing of how long this takes? What's the... The hiring tax portal, I could put one in right now for you in two minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's easy. But like a whole assessment from start oh, to finish. You know what? It usually takes about six to eight questions and about 10 minutes to get them a savings estimate. Then if they decide, hey, some or all of the components, we will send them a, a link or the folks that are responsible for certain documents. We don't go into their financials, which is also neat. Um, and then we'll just ask them for sp- specific uh, documents that they'll load uh, into the portal. Mm-hmm. So they don't, you know, I don't have, we don't have to go try to gather them. So if Mary handles your work comp, Mary's going to get an email. She'll load it. If John handles your depreciation schedule, we'll go get that from John. And then they all load it into a portal. Our headquarters handles it. And it usually takes about four days to conduct most of the studies. And so about a week, week and a half out, we'll do a reveal mm-hmm. to the business owner on a uh, conference call. And then, uh, and then, then at that point, they'll either decide with their CPA or professionals, this is a go, it's not a go. So referral system, you know, the, what is what is the perfect referral for you? That's a great question. There's actually two sides. Um, one side is clients. So these are the industries that we work with. Um, it's any business owner or commercial property owner. Mm-hmm. I don't do things based on size or profitability or whatever it is everybody has a challenge and i know i can help them even even if i can't because i'm also connected with folks that can help them in other ways so when i get there and we have a conversation it'll take five minutes for us to understand mm-hmm. and 95 percent of businesses i can help and commercial property owners 95 percent. so maybe five percent can't but i won't know until i get there mm-hmm. it's a really easy non-intrusive non-disruptive uh conversation anyway very easy casual and then once we know what their uh, issues or challenges are, then we'll, we'll, we'll see if it warrants a deeper dive. There's another side, though. I actually work with a lot of different types of professionals that serve businesses. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that with Affleck. Like, you know, so I'll give you an example. I have a contractor. Like a general contractor? Yeah, or, he's referred yeah. me mm-hmm. six clients. Mm-hmm. That's kind of strange because if you think about it, like why would he refer six clients? We don't. It's not really that aligned, but it is, and here's why: we do a thing called cost segregation, which is um, an accelerated depreciation on either an owned building, constructed property on a building, or tenant improvement, even if you don't own the building. Mm-hmm. Well, this person knows in advance that he's about to do six million dollar project on your tenant improvement, right? Mm-hmm. With the average savings of seventy five k per million. Wow. So I helped him write a note to his all of his folks he's worked with in the last 20 years with that actual nugget. I'm not even looking for another lead. I'm not looking for more business. Thanks for the privilege of helping you build that $6 million project. Hope it's going well. I just want you to know there's about $450,000 in savings. 
at no cost or risk or obligation can I send you and or can I make an introduction to an expert it'll take you about five minutes mm-hmm. I'm gonna save four hundred fifty thousand dollars on a client he hasn't had a new project with him yet mm-hmm. you think he might give him a new project sure sure but Absolutely. even if he doesn't you're just doing the right thing doing, doing the, the right, right thing, thing is good right and money chases you when you do the right thing so I believe that if you chase money you're 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 going at it wrong I've always thought that do quality work take care of people have the long build long-term relationships and the money will come yep so even if it doesn't come from that right it's Um, okay it's somebody else maybe it's also a spiritual thing right absolutely you know and and it's funny because when we were when we started the podcast we were talking about networking right Hmm. you know where networking came from right i mean it's in that sense i mean it's always a networking thing it's always you're always talking networking came from immigrants like the way we know it today, networking. Yeah, or- basically that's how it started. Uh, it doesn't matter which group of folks, but when they came to the U.S., you would hunker down. So whether you were the first or the fifth or the tenth, right? Hey, Johnny's the dry cleaner, man. Go see Johnny. Mm-hmm. Right? And then, and then you know, go see Mark. He's the butcher, right? And then what happens is even if you're not getting – and then you're the sh- cobbler, and but you're not asking for them to come back to you. It kind of just goes in a circle, and then all of a sudden you got this network. Yep of folks because you got to hunker down because you don't know anyone else and you so that's how it kind of i love that isn't that crazy i love that you know i years ago i read this book and it was uh uh during the first dot-com bust right and uh it was called loca vesting and you know everybody you know if the country's doing whatever this is you know i always felt that that if you invest in your local businesses and people sure that that's how uh, villages and towns grew anyways it's from within it's not like you know yes the country's doing this and we're putting so much money into the war machine or this and that like you can't control that what we can control is our network right. and so local vesting was such a great word for me that it made me want to know who my butcher was know who my mechanic was be you know have a long-term relationship with my with my um uh uh with my um, mechanic, I already said mechanic, but um, my plumber, right? Sure, your and chiropractor. Chiropractor. Sure. Right. So it, it, I love that. I love that. That is, it, that's exactly what networking should be. Well, that's the way. It was, that's the way but, it was built. It was about servicing others and helping them. It's kind of like when you're the senior in high school and you take the freshman, or you mm-hmm. take the kid that came from Oklahoma, and you're like, look, I got to just show you the way, the, the lay of the land. Yeah. Or you're gonna just, you're gonna get socked. Yeah. I mean, like like socked in the life you know like in the face of life right sure um it's it's the same thing and that's and then of course then what happens is it starts to breed expertise knowledge experience but also fellowship i mean that to tell you the truth i would go every thursday just for the fellowship yeah seriously yeah because it actually makes me a better person it grounds me and then it gives me motivation to try to be a better person and even, of course, we'll get recommendations, yeah. but that really isn't the end game for me. But yes, would it be good to get a recommendation? Sure. But if I can help serve your business, Giovanni, and everybody else there the best way I can with either information, experience, or whatever it is, referrals, I, I believe that it'll come back around somehow. Yeah. But either way, uh, the fellowship's amazing. It's good to know every one of those folks in that in that in that building and they're super supportive man and Remember? doing events outside you know having pub crawls and going on madeline's yacht and we can't do everything every time but it's uh it's been really powerful for me you know i 
just having mentorship. I didn't grow up with mentorship other than like coaches, which was it was amazing. Sure. But having coaches in business and people that really support you and take the time, like for a client to give me, sit down with me for an hour and give me business advice, like, uh, you know, that's incredible. Like it is incredible. they're doing it because they want to help and they see that. And, and I want to help the ones around me as well. So passing on the, the wealth and spending time with people, it's just, it's the greatest. I could, I could put them, do all the marketing in the world, but it's, it's not going to be the same. And this is where I feel like, um, I, digital marketing uh, definitely has changed things and sure. the way i feel about media social media the word term now i just call it new media this is new media it's 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 just this is basically a radio station we're having a conversation we're recording it but podcasts you know and and videos and photography they they're just it's it's uh, social media i'm sorry it's referral system it's word of mouth at the end of the day word of mouth on steroids right yeah so that's all it is. Like we can have a conversation together and we know each other, but if we do this, this may be able to reach a wider audience. Sure. And so there's a huge value to that. Well, to and, and think about it, right? Um, I mean, you can, you can do marketing, you could do slicks, you could do all kinds of cool stuff, but I mean, the top of the food chain when it comes to communication, there's seven levels, is one-on-ones. After that, it's... Um, like symposiums, seminars, webinars, mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Yep. So this kind of stuff. Because how else can you feel the vibe, the passion? I, I always think about it all the time. Like my wife, when you know, I get home, she's like, how was the band? I said, you can just feel the passion coming out of each person's pores. Mm -hmm. You don't feel it unless you're in the room, right? Yep. If you just send a brochure or a slick or, hey, a blurb, it isn't the same. I get it. It serves a purpose, but... Sure. But I would rather have the one-on-one -on -one meeting with the Alonzo so that Guaranteed. we get to know each other on a different basis. But also, you can see it. I can see it that it comes, like it actually leaks out of you. And then guess what? The expertise, well, we already know you're an expert. But that comes after, right? Because then you're showing me like, hey, this is my story. This is how I got here. This is, you know, I'm, I'm with the grind. And guess what? Folks want to do business with the underdog, the hero, you know, those kind of heroes, right? Yep. That's why we watch the Disney movies where, you know, like Hoosiers or whatever it is. We like the underdog. We sure. want and so when we when we feel it, I'd rather do business with you than someone that just kinda runs through and's never really walked the walk. Absolutely. Right? I believe it. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. Well, let's, you know, let's end this on a good note. And, or, I mean, we've been on a good note the whole time. But, you know, uh, McDonald's and the owner of McDonald's, uh, you know, we all might know the story, maybe watch the movie. But... You know, they asked him, uh, what business are you in? You know, or he, or he, I think he was doing a symposium or a conference and he asked, hey, what business am I in? And people laughed. They're like, well, of course, you're in the, you're, you're in the burger business. And he was like, no, I'm in, I'm in the, I'm in the real estate business. Right. Right. And so if somebody <clears throat> was to ask you and, uh, or refer you, hey, I have this guy, Will, like, what business are you in? I'm in the people business. I'm in the perception business. I try to help people uh, uh, take care of misconceptions and perceptions about certain ways of, of doing business so that this way they can get the biggest advantages of, of what they're entitled to. You know, I, uh, the guy that I saved 104 grand in a month, he said, I heard you were saving me money. And I said, actually, I'm getting you every dollar you're entitled to. 
That's your I, money. And I appreciate the blessing and privilege to allow me the opportunity to do that so that you flourish, you do better. Because think about your local business. You know, if a local business does well, everybody does well. Agreed. The community, right? The uh, All the professionals that serve them. So yeah, that local vesting, that makes sense, right? Um, not Nothing one of the big box stores, but local business. Supporting each other. Sure. And this business owner, you know, he understands how to run a business. But if I can help him get every dollar. So I think I'm in the people business and I'm in the, also the perception business. There's a lot of perception about business consultants and sales folks. You know, and, and how things should go. I just show them how they could go, and then they decide, right? right. And so, yeah, that would be my answer. It would be two-parter. I, I really like am that. in the people business. I love people, and and uh, and I think our, our, our lot in life is to make it better than the way we showed up. And I think we should be sharing information because it's our duty. I believe so. I believe so. Yeah, Carry the ones around you and, you know, help them up and lead by example, not... You know, just telling them what to do, you know. Well, we've, we've seen that. Yeah. It, it works in certain situations. In certain situations. But it know? doesn't work if you want to flourish and if you want a compassionate uh, followers or compassionate leadership, right? Yeah. So, right on, brother. What's, what's, uh, what book are you reading and uh, what are you going to be doing your talk on Thursday? Oh, awesome. I'm going to, uh, well, um, I'm actually reading a, a book uh, about 10 different coaches can't remember the name of it, but it's got like 10 different types of coaches in it mm-hmm. and, uh, and effective leadership, effective coaching. Uh, also, I'm reading uh, a mafia book. So I, I read three books in a, a night. I don't read three whole books, but what I'll do is I'll do 20 minute excerpts. So I read something spiritual. I read something like business or improvement. Mm-hmm. And then I always read something I just like. And I love mafia. Anything that has to do with the mafia. Uh, I will read. Um, so it's the Black Hand. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a very interesting book. <laughs> it gives you. Is some... it for about somebody specific? Uh, yes. Uh, it's it's uh, it's about Miami, right? So, um, but it's the Black Hand. Mm-hmm. So it's a uh, it's about the Mexican Mafia, which is very interesting to me. It gives me a lot of perspective on how things can be done, should be done. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah. So that's what I'm reading, and then what I'm going to talk about on Thursday. I'm excited. Uh, is uh, perception is reality. I want to, I want to help uh, all the folks in the, in the group that were allowing me the blessing to meet them, and take the time to vet us in and, and induct us because that was actually a really cool thing. Um, I want to give back to them and show them some things that I know that maybe improve their business, improve their uh, people's perception of their business or them or their industry. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna be chatting about, man. All right, man. We're looking forward to uh, the talk, and I'm going to be the moderator, I guess, or is that what you call it? I'm going to yeah, have the gavel in my hand, the facilitator. I like it. I don't know how I'm going to be. We'll see. All right. Well, you're going to bring you're going to bring the <laughs> funk, though, so that's cool. Yeah. You know, you got to be high energy. You can't be low, uh, flat at that point. I know that. So uh, it'll be my first time. I'm looking forward to it. But, you know. It'll be great, I, man. You know more than we do. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. I appreciate it. But thank you for coming out, man. You know, that's our first session. You know, hope you guys uh, let us know what you think and how you feel. And, you know, hopefully we can get some more stories that we can share on this and really locavest in each other and help each other at the end of the day. You know, um, not just uh, survive, but thrive, you know. For sure. By the way, if you if you like it, let us know. If you don't like it, let Alonzo know. <laughs> yeah, let us know. <laughs> Where can we find you on, on the Internet waves? 
Yeah, so will at willservesolutions.com is my email. You can go to my uh, website, willservesolutions.com. No E at the end of serve. Um, uh, where else? Oh, um, I think you're on, on LinkedIn or you're on Facebook? Oh, I'm on LinkedIn. You? So, yeah, uh, I'm definitely on LinkedIn. Uh, it's just under Will Shab. So. All right. Cool. All right, brother. Thank you. It was a pleasure to have you. And uh, uh, next time we'll do this over some beers at a later point. And uh, right, well, let's set it up already. Man. <laughs> you had me at B. Right, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Wrapping it up with Cheers. Will Shab here at Visual Street Film Studio. And we're out. Out.